You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. In witnessing is a churchy word. <laughs> yeah. But all witnessing is is not having this dualistic. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. A dualistic, uh, what's the word? Character. Character, yeah. yeah. We want to be the same when we worship Jesus in church or by ourselves in our alone time, you know, and so if we're not doing that, mm-hmm. then it, I think that's maybe what you mean. It becomes annoying. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Conversations podcast with Cypress Creek Church. This is where we discuss the previous week's message and go a little bit more in depth with those things. I am your host, Ben Kiowski. And I'm one of the hosts, Taylor Christensen, and today we're joined by Paulina De La Fuente, who is communications director, helps lead with crosstalk and student ministry. Paulina, welcome. Hey, thanks. And we're joined by Jose Avaroa, lead pastor of all things here at Cypher Creek Church. Jose, what's up? Hey, so I like podcasts. And I hope that this podcast will be a time where we have these conversations and go deeper and uh, delve into what the message um, was all about on Sunday and also how we can apply it to our lives. So that will be the vision for this. And so if you like it, tell somebody and share it. And let's allow these conversations to help us become um, faithful witnesses in every area of our life. So what are we doing today? Who are we talking to? We are talking to the Ben Kiowski. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm here, and I gave the message we talked about making the jump. I also, before we go into it um, and start having questions, uh, we've got Nathaniel with us here in the studio. He's our producer. He's waving at us. He's waving at you. He's saying hello. He's making it all sound great. So uh, (laughs) there he is. What was that? Okay, never mind. All right. So let's jump right into it. Um, you know, questions, uh, extrapolations, um, additions. What, what do we have? Taylor, what, what do you want to hear from us? Well, I think asking you a few questions first, Ben, as you went through all this, you touched, I think, a little bit on construction, but what would you say you do as far as work-wise? And what would you say I do? Well, my, all that fun. Yeah, my full-time job is I'm the worship pastor at Cypress Creek Church. Yes. Cha-ching, right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I also, I've been in the construction industry since I was 12 years old, and that's not an exaggeration, and that's not an old man story. What did I, you do at 12, Ben, in the construction industry? Right. I rolled cords, I carried things, and I hammered nails and threw things in the trash and uh, worked with my dad starting when I was 12. If I wasn't at school or at a church retreat, I was at work, and that's how I started. And so. Um, fast forward, I got my college degree, Texas State. Heck yes. Mm-hmm. Eat them up cats. Eat them up, them up cats. A lot of alumni in the room. Yeah. And um, alumni. that was delightful. My political science degree is actually sitting just right across the room from me. I can see it. It's uh, serving its purpose on the <laughs> bookshelf. It's inspirational. Uh, yes. Um, and then, you know, after that, bounced around doing a few things, did some church planning, but landed back in construction as a second trade been building houses on my own um, since 2015. That's going well so far. They haven't arrested me yet. Mm. Mm. That's good. So <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Uh, I loved your kind of two main points that you gave yesterday on personal transformation over passive identification 
and consistent character over dualistic membership. Fancy mm-hmm. word, dualistic. So how did you come up with those two? What was kind of your well, thought process? Well, as, as is the case most of the time when, when I'm um, invited to teach anywhere, thanks for inviting me, Jose, to teach. You got it, brother. To fill, to fill the pulpit, as it were. Isn't that the church thing to say? Um, is I really just preach to myself. And, you know, that's something that's always, that I've always seen sort of out there in the Christian world is the difference between someone who is personally transformed mm-hmm. by Jesus on a regular basis, yeah. um, as opposed to just sort of passively identified with Christianity, whether it be, you know, a cultural thing or a, my parents went to church, so I go to church. Of course, I'm a Christian. You know, I know, I know a guy, we all know a guy who used to think that, uh, and he can tell that story if he's on the podcast, but he used to think that he was an American, so that meant he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of this, this, this passive identification thing. I think is not necessarily that all the time, but, but common. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So that's kind of, you know, how I came up with that. In um, the other two, I don't remember what the other two were. What were the other two points? The, the second point you made <laughs> was yeah. on consistent character over dualistic membership. Yeah, consistent character kind of goes hand in hand with being personally transformed. When you're transformed into um, someone who's being yielded to the Holy Spirit, then that creates a consistency in your character, or should create a consistency mm-hmm. in our character, where you're the same no matter where you are and no matter what circumstance you're in. And so just kind of thinking about what it means to live a spirit-filled life, what it means um, to be a, a witness in, in your community, in your workplace, um, being someone of consistent character and who is personally transformed by Jesus um, on a regular basis um, is the way that you, can, uh, that you can share the gospel and be a person of, um, of, of peace, a person that someone uh, could feel comfortable coming to knowing that, that you're an honest and safe place and you're going to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of the, um, um, what was the other one? Passive something? I can't remember my own. Pass- well, identification. well, there's yeah. passive identification on the first point, but then dualistic membership was the... Dualistic membership. Yeah, and so this, the consistent character and the dualistic membership, they work sort of mm-hmm. um, opposed to each other. You know, the dualistic membership is just being a different person in one place than you are in the next place. Mm-hmm. You know, different yeah. different group, different me. You know, that's that's a dualism um, that I don't think that we should have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I speak that to myself. Um, you know, I can't be a different guy on the job site than I am on the worship stage. Because um, if I am, I'm just, I'm just a con man is all mm-hmm. I really am. And I'm not uh, following the things that I say that I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's not good. And that doesn't lead people towards Jesus. That pushes people away from Jesus, mm-hmm. especially in a small community. <laughs> like we're in a yeah, small community totally. in Wembley. And so that's kind of the thought process of coming up with those points is, is kind of where that came from. Great question. Thanks for asking that question. <laughs> uh, no problem. Uh, one of the points you mentioned that I really liked was kind of at the beginning, you were talking about how simply knowing God is not a threat. Like you have, mm-hmm. you know, the enemy and all that he knows God and, and trembles at his name. So uh, it's, you know, not a matter of knowing God if we're rendered useless or if we're distracted and all that. And so I guess I'd love to get your take as well as the others here, as far as what are some of those distractions we've seen in our own life that have kind of 
uh, allowed us to, uh, despite knowing God, still not allowed to be personally transformed. Yeah, I definitely have an answer for it, but I'd certainly love to hear from Jose and Paulina and you, Taylor. I think for me, busyness is the main distraction. Mm -hmm. You can be working towards a great thing, but if you're busy and you're not focused in on you know, gospel truth, whatever you're doing, the enemy's going to use that to, to distract us from, from the main purpose. So I would say in my life, when, when I need to stop and, and be still and remember, um, I'm, the biggest distraction for me is definitely busyness. Do you mind repeating the question so I know if I'm answering it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as far as, uh, instead of just simply knowing God, yeah. there's a lot of threats that we can be rendered useless yeah. in. So what would be some of those threats that you've seen? I know for me, uh, the one, Ben, you talked about upward mobility yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think just the, I don't know whether it's an age thing as far as just where I'm at, as far as in my generation, but I think uh, when you're more younger and newer to the workplace, you're just more aware of the ladders and the many ladders mm -hmm. are out there. And mm -hmm. so I think yeah. um, just what we're subconsciously taught through all of that is this idea that you need to, you know, head down and climb essentially. And so I think yeah. that that becomes the main priority uh, just in everything that you do is always trying to think through this filter of, okay, is this going to get me to the next step? Is this going to get me to the next level? Instead of asking a lot of the questions that we were thinking about yesterday where it's like, okay, who is God? Is he who he says he is? And yeah. what am I going to, how am I going to live as a result of that in the workplace and yeah. in all the ways that I live? Yeah, I think in my life, it uh, is a false belief about who God is. I think when I am have lived in a way where uh, God is like wants me to do good works for him and is performance based, you know, then I just, I don't, I don't act like God is in every part of my life, you know, and doesn't want me to be dualistic and I don't, haven't let him into every part and mm -hmm. definitely not workplace, you know, instead knowing that we serve a God that wants every part of our lives, you know, and isn't just okay with us knowing him and then going and living our lives, you know, and what you said about like, that's not a threat to the enemy. And obviously you said it yesterday. And so for me, that's like, that broke everything in my life was knowing that God actually wants all of me, even the parts that I don't feel like are put together, you know, or even the parts that I don't know how to uh, do, like workplace mm -hmm. stuff all the time. You know, like how to really be consistent um, in every part of my life. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, also it's important, particularly in that, you know, I, I what I meant to say, or what I wish I had uh, <laughs> continued to say. Second take. Yeah, yeah. is... Um, you know, that Philippians chapter 2 scripture that I referenced, you know, the first part of it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, right? Well, it, selfish ambition is something entirely different than ambition. It's okay to, to have ambition. And, you know, being promoted in your workplace, being good at what you do, and, 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 and having goals is not negative, um, you know, I think in the message I might, I might have uh, inadvertently um, alluded to that maybe being a negative, um, but it's not to, to have those things and to do those things. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to be excellent. We're supposed to do everything that we do as yeah, if we're doing it for the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of want to like qualify that statement by saying that, that, that being successful in and of itself is not bad and it's not bad to have a goal to be 
um, successful in your field or to work hard and be the best possible engineer that you can be or whatever the mm-hmm. case is, you know, uh, that's not bad in and of itself. But the, the, the purpose of our life, the intention of our heart, the reason that we're in the workplace, and, and I stole that term, downward mobility. I stole that term from an author named Henry Nowen. How um, dare you steal yeah. something like that? <laughs> Henry that Nowen. true, yeah. universally. <laughs> Henry Nowen, uh, in his book called In the Name of Jesus, Amen, um, so it's a short book, um, and I'm not endorsing Henry Nowen as an end-all theologian because there's plenty of things that are uh, <laughs> iffy there. However, this particular book talks about the downward mobility of Christ, um, and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in in a broad statement without the context of that book, so I guess I would qualify that statement too. Check the book out, Henry Nowen, in the name of Jesus, amen. It's a good book. Uh, now an N O U W E N. So, um, yeah, those are my kind of what I meant to say, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's, <laughs> you know, I'd like to caveat that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have anything to add to that, Taylor or Paulina or Jose? Yeah, I think the theme, like what you're saying, is humility. And just last week, I'm stealing this too. I don't know who told me this, but somebody (laughs) told me that if we do God's job, then He does ours. And Mm. that means when it comes to humility, that means that if I exalt myself and I do things out of selfish ambition, then Mm. God will humble me. But if I humble myself, then God will exalt me. And Mm -hmm. you know that that's like where the success and all of that plays in. For sure. It's really good. I like another thing you talked about, um, which you reference even kind of the worship culture you've tried to really instill, this idea that um, the things we do are not who we are, but instead mm-hmm. are an evident of what's inside of us. And I think in a work world, we're constantly being defined simply by what we do or what we can do. So what are some ways, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of practical stuff, so mm-hmm. like, what are some ways in which we can kind of counter that worldly uh, take that we're constantly being bombarded with in the workplace. For sure. Um, if I could um, totally un, unabashedly deflect that question, I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of the classic, you know, works versus uh, grace, salvation mm-hmm. sort of thing as it bleeds into our everyday life, you know. Um, and so I'll give a short answer and then hopefully um, some of y'all can, can chime in. But the short answer for me is um, that... You know, the, the actual task of doing things right, quote unquote, I've got big quotation marks going right now, if you can imagine, mm-hmm. um, of doing things right. You know, um, every word that comes out of our mouth is based on scriptural truth. You know, every action that we do is, is, is fully benevolent and, and, and genuinely kind toward everybody. And it fulfills the scripture of working, uh, you know, uh, in First Peter, it talks about uh, working towards things that are the best for everyone you know, as, as much as we can and as much as depends on us, live at peace with everybody. You know, uh, we're told that um, one of the gospels in there somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, our, our actions um, speak to the truth of God alive within us. It's not our actions that gain us the credibility of Christ, but it's Christ within us that put out acts that are credible to spread the love of Jesus. I hope that makes sense. But that's kind of my short answer. What What do you guys have to say about it? I repeat it one more time. 
Yeah, so how can we remind ourselves that we are not defined by what we can do or mm-hmm. how we do it? And so mm-hmm. with so much of the world telling us that, what are some ways in which we can practically counter yeah. mm-hmm. those lies? Uh, we've been talking about going uh, higher, going deeper, going farther this series. And, and uh, the, to me, the one that's spoken to me the most is going deeper. And that is deeper in our devotion, deeper in our um, you know, time, the amount of time and energy that we spend with the Lord. And really, I hope that this podcast is part of your deeper, you know, uh, where we just talk about the things of God and what God's doing through our church and um, on Sunday morning. Because when we do that, um, that changes the focus of my mind. And so again, with what I said earlier about busyness, I can get busy and I can get focused on my task list, but I can either try to fulfill my task list or I can allow my time with the Lord to fulfill me as I do my task list. And then um, uh, I've learned that even if I don't get, you know, your tasks will be waiting for you tomorrow. Job's going to be waiting for you tomorrow. Your vocation's going to be waiting for you tomorrow. But... um, you know, if, if if you're not spending time with the Lord, if you're not going deeper in your devotion, that's 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 going to be telling in in, in how you um, act and whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would tag that's on to good. that not just a personal devotion, but I think uh, so. Not just reminding myself of truth in God's word, but also being surrounded by people that will continue to yeah, remind me yeah. of God's mm-hmm. truth as well. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. the testament to. Uh, just even having relationships with people that are not in my workplace or not aware of a lot of the stuff that I do with work because I think they allow me to easily see, uh, oh, there, you know, I, I can't just get away with, you know, not being, you know, just because I what I do or how I do it kind of gives me a free pass, I think, for them to truly be able to kind of dig in ways that um, maybe someone in a workplace setting wouldn't necessarily dig uh, or kind of, you know, pressure me in. So I think that uh, kind of the the other key, key of that is that God has placed a lot of relationships in my life, whether that's family or even my community group. I mean, that we don't all have a common uh, workplace setting. And so I think a part right. of that allows us the uh, the ability to kind of just remind each other of truth and apply it in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think also, you know, to, to that identity question, you know, what we do isn't necessarily who we are. And that's more so speaking toward the, the idea of, of perfection. Mm-hmm. Like when we, when, when, we, when we make mistakes and we do it wrong, that doesn't mean, oh, you've, you've, you've run your course. You can no longer be a, a witness in your workplace. You know, you, you've done something stupid. You've agreed with, you know, something that isn't, uh, you know, a godly or, or, or in integrity way of doing things, mm. right? So now it's over, you know? Well, no, your identity is in who Jesus says that you are. Your identity is in Christ, you know? Mm. And in the same way, you might be doing everything right, but your identity isn't in those works. Your identity is in the truth of who God says you are, and that's someone who is redeemed. And mm. the only reason you have the opportunity to do a good work is because of the love of God that's within you, you know? Mm. So... And it's Hopefully kind of an, it's 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 funny because it's inversely related. We work in order to earn. Yeah. You know, in yeah. our daily life, like right, we work right. in order to make money so that we can provide all that good stuff. But in our relationship with Jesus, we earn and then works flow from that. Mm, yeah. So yeah. it's That's it's true. opposite, and uh, sometimes we can kind of let our work mentality you know, affect our personal devotion, but it needs to be opposite. Our faith mm-hmm. needs right. to affect 
everything that we do, including sure. uh, our workplace. Ben, I do want to share this story because I'll never forget when you uh, owned that trash business. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Benco Valley Trash. Benco Valley Trash. It <laughs> still exists. Yeah. And uh, I helped you one time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably wise. One time. <laughs> and uh, we went to the, this apartment complex, and it was, um, you know, you'd pick up the trash bags from every apartment complex door. Right. And then you'd put it in the back of the trailer, and then you would drive that trailer to the dumpster, and then you would move, you know, trash to the dumpster. And two things uh, came to mind. One, that is a humbling job. Yes, it is. Dealing with people's trash. You're <laughs> yeah. seriously dealing with people's trash. And yeah. uh, it's trash. Pretty, it's pretty literal gross. trash. It was pretty gross, gross yeah. and it was heavy. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. crazy how heavy trash is, yeah. especially <laughs> on a college campus <laughs> oh, or a college apartment <laughs> complex. Very heavy, um, very smelly. Yep, <laughs> yep. Let's not go any more into yeah. more detail. Yeah. But the second thing that I remember thinking, it was humbling, and I thought it spiritually how, you know, God wants all of our trash, yeah. and he took it all. And that's what the cross really represents. And I loved, you know, I remember feeling angry because I, ha- I was doing these things and, and just thinking about Jesus wanting to do this for us. Yeah. Um, kind of seeing, again, just that paradox that, that we don't realize it, but when we do these kind of things, when we talk to other people, when we um, you know, are in relationship with the Lord and devotion, um, he, he reminds us of those things. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the second point you had as far as consistent character over dualistic membership uh, I liked one of the questions here on the community group outline that asked, how can we make it a priority to live with consistent character in our workplace? I think uh, my quick answer to that is we really just have to leave fear at the door every morning. Mm-hmm. We got to lay our fear down at the at, at the foot of Jesus and, and just trust the reality that he's there to carry us through in all things. And he's faithful regardless of what happens out there. I mean, we're, we're, we're citizens of the kingdom of God before we're a workman or a, mm. or a, you know, whatever it is that you do in your day-to-day life. Mm. And we're ambassadors of Christ and we have to be that first. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's not always void of consequences in the practical sense. And so we've got to leave that fear at the door and to have the consistent character and, you know, it doesn't mean we have to, you know, be, as I mentioned, obnoxious about it, um, you know, always trying to make issues out of everything and expecting people who haven't met Jesus yet to act like they know Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you become yeah. super annoying, yeah. you know, and that's not what I'm talking about, um, you know, when I say that. I'm talking about being authentically a Jesus follower mm-hmm. when someone at work or someone, um, you know, in your in your school class or whatever shares with you in the course of conversation, you know, oh, hey, this circumstance is going on in my life. Well, you know, our response doesn't need to be, oh, that's terrible, and then move on. (laughs) You know, our response is, you know, I'm sorry that that's happening. Can I pray with you? Mm -hmm. You know, or whatever the Lord leads you to do in that moment, but we definitely need to follow what the Lord leads us to do in that moment Mm -hmm. rather than just trying to blow it off and move on. You know, that's being an ambassador of Christ in your workplace. Mm -hmm. And it can be risky depending on your work environment. You know, if you work in this big sort of corporate system or Mm -hmm. something like that, it it can be risky or it can feel risky. But I can tell you from being alongside some folks who did it really, really well in different work environments that I've been in, as as well as the work environments um, myself, 
Um, I've seen plenty of people do that really, really well. Mm-hmm. And and even when you think it's going to be, you know, weird or strange or awkward, it's actually welcome because people people need Jesus just as much as I need Jesus. Yep. People need Jesus, and some of the times when they realize it is when they least expect it. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a story. One time, I was working on a large corporate uh, building site, building apartment complexes. And I walked into the um, superintendent uh, trailer, and the guy was there, and he's you know a rough and tough guy, and and um, nobody there, he or any of the assistants had had any sort of spiritual conversations with me at all. And walking there, and he's just really having a hard time. He's got trouble with his with his wife, and trouble with his children, and trouble with his father, and. All these things, and he was a broken guy sitting there trying to suck it up and act like there was nothing wrong. And he told me what was going on because I could see there was a problem. I said, hey, man, what's going on? You all right? And he's like, no. And he kind of spilled it in a super macho way, you know, so that he didn't cry and all that, even though he really wanted to. And I said, man, can I pray for you? Mm. And I just prayed for him. And while I was praying for him, his assistant superintendents walked in, (laughs) and they were like, what in the heck is going on (laughs) in this joint, you know? And I just finished praying for him, and he was totally in tears and appreciated it. And, you know, he still communicates with me to this day because of that one act. Now, I'm not saying that that made some sort of, you know, it wasn't like a conversion experience or anything. But, you know, even the assistant supers told me a couple months later, hey, man, that was super awkward that day we came in. And (laughs) this one guy, his name is AJ. He said, man, that was super awkward when we came in and you were praying with, I won't give you the other guy's name, praying with him. And and uh, he goes, but man, it was really awesome that you did that. I mm-hmm. could tell that he really needed that and that made a difference mm-hmm. for him, right? And so that was that person's machismo way, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, of, of saying that that was important to him, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's having consistent character, yeah. you know? And also, just another little caveat from my perspective is... Um, and the reason I'm talking so much is because I was the one who preached this week. Hopefully, in future pro- podcasts, you won't have to you want to listen to me bloviating the whole time. You know, hearing <laughs> you speak, but is a lovely thing, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I forgot my little caveat, which is, which is probably best. This is probably best. So we'll just leave that nugget out there. <laughs> um, I think I would add that I have to um, lay down that it is not about me. And when I witness to people or try to or ask to pray, you know, like what always, always will keep me from doing how what I think God might be leading me to, it's always because it's about me and I want to preserve my reputation or perspective or thoughts about me or, you know, who people think that I am. And if I'm, you know, fill in the blank and that's always I can't, I try often to do both, you know, to make it about me and and want people to like me and be a people pleaser and then also try to witness. And there's always, they always butt heads, you know, and you always have to make a choice like, okay, I'm either going to be worried about preserving how Jose thinks about me, you know, or I'm going to stop here in the middle of, you know, a setting Mm -hmm. that wouldn't normally have anything to do with prayer and ask to pray with them and go against the rest of it, so... I think that's brilliant. I mean, that's really what it is, isn't it? I mean, we we don't want to we don't want to give up our, our persona, or yeah. you know, yeah. it's 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 about our own fear and feelings, and that kind of leads to mm-hmm. really disobedience, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. 
And uh, so anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think one, two to add just that I've seen in my life is just with the significance of prayer. I think we've all kind of touched on it in our answers, but just the uh, the concept of setting my mind on things above requires like an actionable, you know, I have to, t- I have to do that every single uh, day, every, you know, sometimes multiple times a day. It's just very intentional. It's not gonna be something I wake up to thinking that. And so I think uh, asking myself, where is God working and praying for those that I'm working with, I think really helps me mm-hmm. begin to see, cause God's always working. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, am I gonna um, be mindful of it and aware of it and enter into it? Or am I just gonna miss it based on the busyness or based on all yeah, the other parts that I'm subscribing to throughout the day. So I think that's another key key part as well. Yeah, and witnessing is a churchy word. <laughs> yeah. But all witnessing is is not having this dualistic um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. A dualistic uh, what's the word? Character. Character. Yeah. yeah. We want to be the same when we worship Jesus in church or by ourselves in our alone time, you know, and so if we're not doing that, mm-hmm. then it, I think that's maybe what you mean. It becomes annoying. Yeah, because sure. you're trying to prove that hey, look, I'm a Christian, so I'm supposed to do these things, right? Yeah. And 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 it's like it doesn't happen. And I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've been annoying before, yeah. and I'm like, dang, I probably shouldn't have said it that way or done that <laughs> way. But when we do take care of that behind closed doors, when we are Taylor, as you're saying, like focusing on things above, mm-hmm. and it just flows through, and we really become the same here, there, and everywhere. Um, and I guess it's interesting because most of us, I mean, we are pastors on staff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but all of our backgrounds have other job, you For know, sure. things Driving we've all been in the- dry cleaning van. That was a great job. Yes. I loved it. I had to plug it. Right. Pressed, pressed for time. Pressed for time. That's Talk it. about busyness. I was <laughs> busy delivering dry cleaning all over Hayes and, County and beyond. And we still don't know what our fearless host- No, we don't. Yeah. Taylor Christensen does. CIA. What do you do? What is it that you yeah. do? What would you say you do? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a podcast for another day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One day. Regardless, we're, we're thankful. All right, here. so I think that'll yeah. be it for the uh, for this uh, edition of the Conversations podcast. Uh, is there any other questions that we got? One more round. Yeah, I got one. Oh, that's Nathaniel. Okay, yeah, here we I go. Crawled Nathaniel. out of my producer hole just to, to ask this one question. Uh, I really liked the stories you told about the stains on your shirt. I was just wondering mm. if you had any about the shirt you're wearing today. Uh, well, uh, turns out this is the same shirt I was wearing <laughs> yesterday when I delivered the message. So the stains are the same. I think I added one though, right here. Uh, I'm not sure what that's from. So uh, thanks for the question and thanks for calling me out on my uh, laundry habits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when is laundry day? That's right. A laundry day <laughs> is every not day Sunday. around here. Uh, but anyway, so moving on. Yeah, like I said, uh, final comments. Uh, 30 seconds, Taylor, what you got, man? I thought it was was great. I thought it was uh, convicting. I think the dualistic Mm -hmm. membership piece, really just trying to think, like you said, uh, I think we all have to face the question of, um, yeah, is Jesus who he says he is? And Mm -hmm. has Jesus changed my life or not? And I think there's no like gray area with that. And so I think that as I think about areas in which I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I'm really uh, modeling that to those around me. And so I think that was a really great takeaway for me. Uh, final follow-up, Paulina, what you got? Oh, man. Um, I think what is has resonated with me is the perfectionist part. And I think when I 
hold myself when I pretend like my works do something for God and yeah. earn me anything for God, then I automatically put it on the person like a in this in workplace stuff, like on a coworker, you know, and I use what I know about their actions to limit what God might be doing mm-hmm. in their lives. You know, like I apply the same standard that I struggle with internally, outwardly. So for me that's the like takeaway, you know, to yeah. let that go personally and then to let that overflow, you know, and stop identifying people by their actions and thinking that God is limited at all by the world that people are living in or, you know, that as if there's a degree of lost or not. So great. Awesome. That's it for me. Well, thanks everybody for being here for this. Jose, why don't you give us a wrap up and we'll end with what Jose has to say. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with a message. Um, who's coming next? Mary Dunn. Mary Dunn will be with us next week. Yeah, on Serving she, I don't think City. she knows that yet, but she'll be with she us next week. She will find Surprise. out later today. Yeah. This Mary, is my if you're listening. So, Mary, right. I will be contacting you today. And, yeah, I just hope that we can continue to have these conversations. We want these to be helpful. We want these to create more conversations with your family members, friends, community groups, etc. And the purpose of these is, again, to um, continue to talk about what God is up to at our church through the Sunday morning messages and beyond. So let's go. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have a question about next Sunday's message that you'd like us to address that week on the podcast, you can email your question to conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. This is Ben Kioski signing off. We will see you next time.